Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and Happy New Year. Well, I'm sorry I've been a little quiet the last couple of weeks. The holidays were incredibly busy for us, probably a little too busy, but I uh, wouldn't trade them for the world. Our son was in town for uh, the holidays with his new fiance, my granddaughter, spent Christmas with my immediate family, um, which I don't normally do on Christmas morning, but we all got together because people were in town and there was, uh, you know, just stuff to celebrate. There were some sad things. My dad was in the hospital about three times over the holidays and is battling some health issues. So uh, if you could remember him in your prayers, I would greatly appreciate that. But we have great hope he should be coming home today, which is pretty exciting. Here in the western part of Canada, I am dealing with snow again. <laughs> we have never seen a winter like this since I was a child. I've just It's just crazy. Global warming may be happening differently in other places of the world, but here, this is crazy. So I got a little Christmas money and I think it's time to go invest in snow tires. First time in history that I have not had snow tires on my car. This might seem a little strange for a woman, but I was raised, I only have a sister and my father is a very much a guy's guy. And we were just raised to look after our vehicles. We were raised to appreciate our vehicles, uh, to, 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 to understand them a little bit. We all had to learn to change our oil at 15 or 16, whenever it was. I couldn't tell you how to do that today, but the bottom line is my father made me do it on the property and uh, see what it's done, how it's done. And it was odd because years later, I went into a, one of my businesses some years ago in my uh, 20s, late 20s, early 30s, was a company called Mobilizer. They were out of England. A gentleman down in the States had the uh, North American rights to it, and I owned Western Canada. And I uh, had a sales force and, and an installation team back in the day. This was before the kill switches and safety features had been put on cars. So we're talking 20 plus years ago. Now that's pretty standard, but back in the day, not so much. So I also worked in the automotive business and I enjoy vehicles. I, I just do. Um, don't know much about them as I used to. I mean, I used to be able to, I guess if you're like a guy that loves watches, you could spot a watch on a wrist and know what it is, what its value, you know, what model it was. It's just sort of one of those weird things. And cars were no different for me like that because I worked in the industry. I was at car shows twice a year or that sort of thing. And you know what? I had two clients back in my bookkeeping days that were auto parts stores. You just kind of get a, a certain working knowledge of what's out there, but I don't follow it anymore because it's since it's really not part of my life. And until I had to buy a new car last year, or my husband bought me one for my 50th, I had to go out and explore what was on the market now because I had no clue. So we are thinking that it's time for snow tires. I was, you know, now that I work at home and life is very different, I really didn't think we needed the expense. I don't mind being housebound during the day because my husband does not get home super late. I can grab the truck, go out when I need to. But I put my back out over the holidays and now I'm sitting here going, I'm housebound again for a week. Maybe snow tires might be an idea because I need to get to the doctor for my back. But that's not what I want to talk to you about. These are just things you think about here. The holidays are over. What sort of came out of it? And now I'm back in my office today after just taking the last of the Christmas stuff all down out of the living room and tucking it into the dining room to be put away in a little bit. I just wanted to get one part of the house clear. The tree came down last week because I was holding our son's engagement party 
and uh, we have quite a small space for entertaining. Outside's fine, inside smaller, and I need the tr at least the tree out of the way. So you know what? The house is starting to look like it's 2017 and the holidays are over. And I'm not going to say I'm going to miss it. We had a fabulous New Year's Eve party here in the hood, but you know what? Your body can only just kind of take so much. When you are used to routine, which I am very routine now in my life, when you have discipline in your life, when you're used to eating a certain way and getting a certain amount of sleep and all that gets disrupted for like two weeks solid because of parties and entertaining, eating, and you say you're not going to drink, but then you, you're at friends and everybody else is, you're fine, pour me a cocktail, you know, <laughs> backbone of a, of a worm. Um, it's all great fun, and I'm glad I have the memories, but you know what? It is just, it is time to get back on track. And probably like everyone else, yes, I gained a few pounds over the holidays. No big deal. They'll be off in a couple of weeks. But I started my day, or even last night, I did a foot bath because it had been New Year's Eve the night before. And yes, I was super acidic and started that detoxing pro uh, process, and I did another one this morning. I don't usually do them back to back, but I was so acidic yesterday. Now, I'm acidic by nature, and the foot bath draws a lot of unhealthy acids out of your body when you're not balanced. Your pH is out of balance as well, so it's a good thing for my particular type of body type. It's kind of a genetic thing, my acidity, and I try and eat alkaline to, to counteract it as best I can, but when you're drinking, there's just no hope. I'm sorry, when there's sugar and and chemicals and especially alcohol going in your body, you're going to go acidic and there's just no ways, two ways about it. So I did another one this morning because the acid gets in the water as it's coming out of your body and then it makes your skin all itch. So I get this rash on the top of my feet that lasts for a couple hours, but I just needed to get that body started. I needed that detox to get started and then I got into my infrared sauna, had a great sweat. So although I'm a bit tired today, I am definitely not feeling kind of clogged up. I just don't feel you know, uh, sort of as ugh, as I did on Saturday when it was just, you know, three days more of eating and drinking. And it was like, I'm, excuse me, done with this. <laughs> I'm just done with this. Enough with the dairy, enough with the sugar, enough with the treats. I ate the last of my white chocolate watching TV last night. It's gone out of the house. Out of sight, out of mind for me. I'm not one of those people that buys it and hoards it in the cupboard. If I want it, I go buy it. Otherwise, it doesn't come into the house because I uh, I don't have control a lot of the time. And you need to know that about yourself. You know how I always talk about awareness. You need to know that about yourself. So there are some people that are big believers in New Year's resolution. And there may be some of you listening to this podcast right now that are not. But I want to share something with you about beginnings. And it does not have to be January 1st. But it can be any time. But let's let's use what we have in front of us because it is January 2nd today. And people are probably all around you discussing their New Year's resolutions, reviewing 2016. Now, I'm not going to say 2016 was great. Uh, it, it really wasn't. Keith and I struggled with a lot of things during the year. I learned a lot of lessons, and I'm hoping that will make for uh, a better 2017. I certainly have spent a lot of time over the holidays pondering those lessons and, uh, you know, what I want to change and what I want to keep and what to let go. You know, there's always family drama with my crew over the holidays. My crew, not my husband's or anything like that with my immediate family, there is always drama and this year did not disappoint. It just doesn't matter what where the good intentions are or even the fact that my father's in the hospital and should be the only thing that everyone's worrying about. Drama still still ensued. But you know what? It's over. And maybe now everyone can just tell the emotions aren't running so high with the holidays. It's the you know, holidays are very emotional. 
Some people just love them. I love Christmas. I do. Um, we used to joke, my mother we used to call her the Christmas Nazi. Everything had to be a certain way, certain events, certain times. She was just, you know, cut and dry and she just was a little bit of a drill sergeant. And as we got older and developed our own lives and families, there had been a few fights over the years because we just kind of all got tired of it. But I kind of, we had to laugh because we've all come to terms with it and it's fine. And now my mother really is just older and is finally accepted that she is not queen bee of the universe and uh, that we all have other obligations and other families and now her other grandchildren are getting married and one has and have significant others and one went away for Christmas. Everyone's just had to expect, accept the change comes and that's just the deal. But my littlest niece on my side of the family, Christmas morning, my father wasn't there. He was actually in the hospital. We brought him home in the afternoon, but he'd had to go back to the hospital that day uh, a few days earlier again. Um, and she became a little Christmas Nazi. She had her dad reading, you know, the scripture from the Bible and then the Christmas story out of the, the night before Christmas book, even though we're all grown, but the little ones uh, came were there a little later in the day. And we joke and said, hey, uh, we don't need the grandma's, you know, that being replaced with you, little one. And she was like, well, it has to be done a certain way. And this is how it's done every Christmas morning. <laughs> She's 20. It was just so cute. So uh, it's funny how you can take it a lot easier when it's not your direct descendant or creator as in parent. When it's your niece and she's acting that way, you know what? You just take it all in stride. But yeah, she wanted things a very, very certain way. And it was it was kind of cute. But I, it was funny watching the torch passed on. It was like, yo, my goodness, here's the next one now. But for other people, the holidays are a very, very sad time. And if my goodness, if, if anything had happened to my father over the holidays, going forward Christmas now would have been a very very sad time for me I am very close with my father always have been I'm a bit of a daddy's girl not gonna lie about it and uh, that would have just been devastating to have those memories around my happiest time of the year so thankfully he's not and all is well with the world once again we might have some changes coming up here but uh, in regards to my parents um, health and stuff but you know what we will deal with those as they come. So just be aware of that, where other people stand about the holidays and what goes on in the new year. Also in the Northern Hemisphere, for those of you around the world that listen to me, you might, listen, you might live above the 49th parallel like we do. We live in months now where it can, you know it's dark early like four o'clock and it's not light till 7.38 in the morning. We don't have a ton of daylight during the next couple of months. But by springtime and then by June, you know, we're like to 10 o'clock at night. So it was interesting watching our new daughter-in-law to be from who's come from South Africa. And, and she's, you know, very much more Southern hem hemisphere where her winter and, and uh, summer daylight hours only varies by a couple of hours. Where ours varies by six full hours. Very, 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 very different. Um, more than that, really. But we're just, I'm talking about that kind of nighttime six to to four type idea or 10 to four type idea. And uh, we we have that benefit and the rest of the world, you know, it's still dark at seven o'clock at night and for us it's not. But it's darker for here now. So remember that people around you and at work, you're coming off a huge emotional high and we are lacking sunshine. It brings on a lot of depressive behavior and a lot of sadness. So just be aware. But also let's celebrate. So although you may be a person that doesn't have New Year's resolutions, and quite honestly, I've never really been one of those people. I just believe when I want to make change, I make it any time of the year I want. But I know that those of you who listen to me regularly, I've been quoting from a book called Journey to the Heart, and it was given to me in the fall of this past year. So I sort of started in October, and now it's January. I get to start the book right at the beginning, which is I, I'm finding just fascinating. I'm just thrilled. 
And what does January 1st say today? Honor the beginning. So even if you are not making New Year's resolutions to get healthier, be kinder, work harder at your job, start new things, I know that I am. I'm, in, I'm embarking on two big projects this year in 2017, both with coaching and with a new client, taking a little bit different direction. It's more of a, it's a large project I've taken on with this client and uh, we'll probably be passing the reins to a couple of small bookkeeping clients and onto people in their lives that they want me to train and I'm ready for this transition. Uh, scared, yes, but I'm very, very ready. And the people that I love and hold most dear in my life around my neighborhood, um, my buddy Mike and his wife and our good friends Darren and Leanne. So when you know Mike and Cheryl are uh, our siblings of Darren and Leanne that live in our neighborhood and they're in our lives a lot and we become very close this last year or two and you know there's kids involved that we vacation with in the summer. There's just lots of really good memories and when the when these people are all together with us, including our other neighbors in the neighborhood, uh, your heart's just lifted up. Your heart is just lifted up all the time because there is such kindness and there is such love from people in your life. So look at your life to see who's in it because I could not be more fortunate. There is just no way I could be more fortunate. I have people all over the world that I am very close to and uh, I'd like to, as also to my listeners, I know I have new listeners. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. I forgot to check this morning. Um, I will, I will catch you on my next podcast. I apologize. I believe it's Singapore. I have new listeners and some new listeners in Australia. So welcome. It's, uh, it's wonderful to have you on this journey. But we are on a journey, and I'm going to use the convenience of it being the beginning of January to talk about beginnings. Because beginnings can be soft or hard. They can be explosive. They can be subtle. They can be a lot of things. They can be painful. They can be joyous joyous. It really depends on what that new beginning looks like for you. Perhaps you've lost someone recently or you're changing jobs or you're embarking in a new relationship or like friends of mine in the States that have had a new baby. Maybe there's new life that's come into your world. There is a lot that can go on in a person's world and there is a lot of abject poverty and awfulness that is still happening on this globe and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart listening to my new daughter-in-law uh, to, to know what goes on in countries like South Africa and to realize that, you know, to once again stand back and realize that in North America, we live in a bubble. There is no other way to describe the life and lifestyle that we have grown accustomed to and that we are privileged to. Our language, our religions, our work, we have for the most part an honest government. You know, there's lots of things that is, is wrong and there's lots of awful people in government, but we do not at its core have a corrupt government that, uh, you know, that we have to deal with. We have freedom of speech for the most part. We have freedom of religion. Um, Canada may be a little weak on insisting that new people coming here sort of become Canadian and it creates some tension here, but that is so minor when you look at the rest of the world and what goes on. It is so minor because it's just not how we're wired. And as my girlfriend that is a second generation immigrant herself says, things change. Their, the generations change and adapt. And I truly hope that if you are new to our country or into North America, that you too appreciate what you've been given and the opportunity that you have been given. And to please quit trying to change the lifestyle that you've come to into the lifestyle you left. That is probably the hardest thing for people to let go. Don't let go of your culture. Culture is so very, very important. But if you've come from a place that you wanted to leave, why would you bring what you left here with you? The ugliness is what I'm talking about. Why would you bring the racism and 
the um, the male chauvinism and the uneducation and the poverty and the the unkindness and the oppression don't bring those feelings with you when you're starting a new beginning and I don't want you whether you are in a new place in your life in a new country because my son's in the opposite direction he's now in a new country and uh, and it's interesting watching his take on things and how he's learning to adapt he's not over there trying to make South Africa Canadian he's over there learning to adapt to their culture and to show respect for it so let's show respect for your life and the new life that you would like to create in 2017 and let's see if we can give you some words of inspiration now maybe that new life for you is a new business you're opening or a new career perhaps you're going back to school perhaps you're getting married it really doesn't matter all these things are new beginnings in some person's life and sometimes changing and new beginnings can happen almost invisibly you may not even realize the change is happening and I sometimes wonder if that's it or I I've been looking at 2016 and have been wondering not sometimes wondering have been wondering if that's what I was was happening in my life that this start was almost invisible because I spent a lot of time in 2015 getting the move done and being in contemplation mode and trying to get out of chaos because I managed to get myself I'm gonna have a, um, a, re, a guest is gonna come back onto the show that was on our show last uh, summer Monique is coming back on the sacred guest lady and she's gonna talk about the chaos cycle and I think it's very important I'm gonna try and see if I can get her on this month I know she's planning a trip to Ireland I believe with her sacred gifts um, kind of crew and following she does a, a big trip every year or two they did India not too long ago and they just take that love and that those gifts with them any, everywhere they go and share it with the world and experience new cultures and I think it's spectacular and Ireland has a lot of magic about it and history there is old so it's always very interesting to uh, to kind of see what they, people experience and what they bring back from trips like that so anyways we're gonna have her back on to talk about the chaos cycle and we have four quadrants in our life that we tend to go through and we tend to spend way too much time in action and chaos and not enough time in contemplation and planning so 2015 I was forced for a number of reasons my health um, having to move to sort of deal with things action became part of things and uh, and I felt I was in chaos and my health you know wasn't the best well 2016 we started getting settled in this home and I really started contemplating what else was going on in my life what was happening with my health what was happening with my career what was making me happy what wasn't even had to deal with some stuff in my marriage that was a little bit tough for both of us just a lot of things that I look now and see that those new that new beginning I was planning took almost a whole year to get started <laughs> and sometimes you know that's not that is okay pardon my my uh, my repetitiveness I apologize for that that is okay sometimes change comes upon us and it is bang boom it's a huge crash and it's like wow what happened and we're basically just running to catch up but this year I wasn't feeling that way I felt that way when I got six three years ago I was running to, felt like I was running to catch up on what was ever was going running to I don't know what the term there is I was really just just running to cope so I was back in chaos and action all the time but you do need these times of contemplation and then you need times to plan before you go into action mode way too many people go from chaos to action and back again and that is what causes a lot of stress-related illness a lot of depression and in my case fibromyalgia so let's see what metal Melody B has to say today because I'm gonna do January 1st and 2nd new territory can be explored and old lessons to be recalled just like I sort of uh, you know kinda of gave you now I've just definitely spent 2016 contemplating and it's very important as well that when you are contemplating you do not spiral 
because contemplation is about understanding and moving forward, not dwelling and moving backwards. You do not want to be in victim. We want to look at what was going on, look at our reaction to things, look at the people around us. Maybe there's some relationships in your life you need to either redefine or, or actually really let go. Do not be afraid to let go of relationships if they no longer serve you. There's nothing in the world that says things have to be for a lifetime, okay? Sometimes people come into our lives for a season or a reason, and if those things are done, let that situation go. Because sometimes you can create bitterness down the road if everyone's trying to hang on to something that shouldn't be there. And I'm not talking about marriages here. I'm talking just about sometimes work environments, friendships. It doesn't really matter. Perhaps you have, have had a mentor and it's just time to move on. It doesn't really matter what that relationship is or what it looks like. Other than your children, you can't, uh, can't let go of those. Um, you might want to need to reevaluate some things in your life. And beginnings, because beginnings also hold ambiguity, promise, fear, and hope. Don't let the lesson, the experience of the past, dampen your enthusiasm for beginnings. Just because it's been hard doesn't mean it will always be that difficult. Don't let the heartbreaks of the past cause you to become cynical, close you off to life's magic and promise. Open yourself wide to all the universe has to say and let yourself begin anew. Now she talks about here about packing your bags and choose carefully what to bring. This is actually also speaking metaphorically, not just, you know, packing up like you think there's a move. Now, in my life, there truly was a physical move or going on vacation. This is really about looking forward in your life. All parts of the journey are sacred and holy. Take time now to honor the beginning. So yesterday was January 1st, which may have been a new beginning, but it was basically recovery from <laughs> December 31st. But now I look out today and it is a beautiful sunny day with a dusting of snow on the ground. I could do without the minus five degree weather, but that's okay too. Let's talk about where we're going to go. She talks about now in January 2nd about mapping your own journey. Start today to follow your heart, map out your own journey, have the adventure of a lifetime. I have talked about this so many times, making a plan. In fact, I'm pretty sure I podcasted about it a couple of weeks back. If you have no plan, if you have no vision board, if you have no concept written, verbal, or even, you know, just in your, all in your mind, you have no blueprint. You have no place to go. You are just a boat on the water without an oar going where the tide takes you. Now, if that works for you, and that is the type of personality that you are, please do not change. I do not believe in that. But if you are the type of person that wants proactiveness, wants something different, needs change, that will not happen when you are a leaf on the wind. Okay? And you will not get to your destination unless you have a road map in front of you. That's just kind of how it works. You know, when you're going to go someplace new and you get in your car or, and you plug in the destination into your GPS or into your phone if it's not on your dash of your car, or you dig out an old-fashioned map and decide, here's how I get to where I'm going, your life and business is no different. Your finances are no different. This is also a really tough month for people with finances. I really had a moment this year. Um, we thought some money was coming through from, from, an, from, uh, from something in our lives, and it didn't. And it was no big deal. Um, you know, it wasn't like we needed it to feed ourselves. We had just thought we would, we had a plan that we would move forward that uh, we'll have to put on hold right now. 
And it was the first time in a long time that it's like, it was like, no big deal. I am just not getting upset about these things any longer. We have a lawsuit that's been going on for six years. We were, we were victims of a Ponzi scheme of a disreputable man that has been charged and put in jail. And we and 40 other investors uh, lost our money and have taken the authorities and those that were involved with them, banks and, and lawyers, uh, to task. And it's been amazing because sometimes justice is served. Will we see our money again? We're not sure. The one thing, though, is not one of us wanted to see those two men do that to anybody else. And we've stopped that. These people will never, ever, hopefully, be able to take anyone um, to that extent anyways, take advantage of them like that again. Oh, it's just awful. There are very dishonest people out there and it really just breaks my heart. But you know what? Lesson learned, <laughs> I have to say, and you have to have faith. And I really just woke up this morning realizing that everything comes. I have never gone hungry. I just haven't. And so whether I'm worried about a $5,000, $40,000 or $100,000 investment or whatever it may be in your life, the universe is still carrying on and it is still willing to give me what I need. And nine times out of 10, it always, almost always does. So just to finish that thought, I literally just woke up this morning and I had peace. I realized we had everything we needed. Medical expenses are covered this year. That would be mine. And uh, Keith's employed, Ryan's contract's been renewed. And we are, we as a family are excellent. There's a roof over our head, clothes on our back, food in the fridge. And anything over and above that is a bonus. And I think part of it is just coming back to that realization, knowing that the people you're with are the most important. Make plans, be wealthy or not. Whatever you choose in your life, money is not bad. Remember, I, t I talk about that all the time, but just choose. And, and, but also have faith, faith that it will work out, that when you've done everything you can and you've asked the universe and you've had faith, that it will all work out. I'll catch you all on the flip side. Have a great day, everyone, and Happy New Year. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.